You are listening to the Lang and Skim of It podcast, providing the long and short of sports and entertainment news for the casual fan. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hey, it's Devin and Wes with the Lang and Skim of It podcast. Welcome back. Happy, uh, actually, it's the last day of August, August 31st. Um, So that means this is our last episode of our first month of recording. So we we survived. We made it. How do you feel? I feel like this has been going well. I appreciate all the listeners so far, all the followers so far. And, you know, keeping up with everything kind of just makes it all make sense. The posts and the podcasts all align. So thank you for everybody who's been keeping up with both and not just one. Yeah, so I mean, since this is our last episode, we're not going to get to, as we said earlier, the Devin's Director's Cut, that is one of our uh, segments, our weekly segments, that comes near the end of the month usually, or it's going to, so next month we will do our first Devin's Director's Cut, but for this month since we started, just a a little bit late, yeah, one week off, we're just going to move that to next week, so you're going to have to wait in anticipation, but don't worry, Keep listening in today. We're going to get to the poster post-game analysis. Oh, yeah. Uh, but first, some news. Devin, take it away. Yeah, so I'm just going to go down and read off a couple of different headlines, go in depth a little bit, and then feel free to interject at any time with any observations you have from your respectful industry. Yeah. So first one is Kevin Durant star on the Brooklyn Nets. He requested a trade earlier this offseason. Um, that was getting some backlash. People are saying that, you know, you, you didn't have success for this season and the last season that, you know, now you're just trying to get a trade and get out of there and, you know, kind of walk away when it's getting hard. When Right, just kind of like run. Yeah, he was the one that actually played a part in organizing the team. You know, he kind of handpicked some players and had some other input with the organization. So that's kind of why I think that they eventually agreed to these terms that he is no longer being traded. So the coach, the GM, and the player Kevin Durant all came to an agreement that he will stick around. He's going to stay on the team. Yes, that he's going to stay on the team. And then it seems like everybody else is staying put. They're wondering if maybe the... Point guard um, Kyrie Irving, that's one of the players that he kind of handpicked that he wanted to play with. It seems like he will also be staying put. So everybody that was there last year, you know, with a couple of uh, people leaving or coming in in free agency, you know, it's mostly going to be the same team. It's not going to be a bunch of new players acquired via trade and whatnot. So they're just going to try to run it back and see if what they had last year, if they can kind of keep... Some of the success they had, because they did make the playoffs, they were a high seed, uh, if they can keep some of the success going. So um, it's sort of a negotiation tactic as well. You know, he does want to play for a contender. He does want to win as many championships as possible. So is there anything that you can think of off the top of your head of, um, you know, uh, actor, actress wanting to be a part of a successful project or... Um, just no longer wanting to be part of a project because they are kind of weary of how successful it's going to be. I mean, it happens. It happens a lot. I mean, a lot of actors will 
want to leave projects because they feel like they're not getting paid enough compared to like other actors who have signed on um because contracts it, it varies per actor so yeah. some actors are are paid more than others and uh that's been a, a battle in the industry for a while i mean there's been times where like uh an actor will get paid like millions of dollars less and they'll be like well what the heck like i'm doing just as much screen time as this person but they're getting paid more just because they're a bigger name. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, there, there are times where it makes sense and other times where it's like, yeah, that doesn't quite add up. Uh, one that comes to mind is uh, the original Iron Man movie, the first one. Okay. Um, Robert Downey Jr. signed on, and that was like kind of his big break coming back into film after his um, he had a couple incident, incidents with like uh, drug use and... Um, alcoholism and such so like he 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 was back from rehab i believe and that was like his first role back so it was it was his big break again he was back in acting and he was getting iron man which is i mean at the time it wasn't as big but now it's huge everyone knows who he is now yes um so he wasn't getting paid super high uh his co-star who was playing uh the character war machine or uh, James Rhodey, which is like Iron Man's best friend who works in the military. Um, he it was played by Terrence Howard in the first film, who who was a pretty notable actor, and his his contract was much higher because he was more notable. Well, time for the second movie comes around, and they're uh, offering contracts and negotiating contracts, and um, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, his fame went up after the first movie. Uh, so his contract, his price, went up much higher. He was getting paid a lot more. And he was the principal role of the film, so mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense. Whereas uh, Terrence Howard was not being offered as much money as Junior, um, as Downey. So it, it it became a point of contention, and eventually he walked away from the film. Oh, wow. And that's why Don Cheadle plays War Machine in the, the movies now. Um, because Terrence was like, uh, that's... You know, that's not fair. I'm not going to get paid enough. Right. Um, so, you know, was it a good move? Who knows? Because now Don Cheadle is in all these Marvel movies. Like, it was a pretty good role and was going to have some continuity. Like, it, it's it's like you know you're going to have work for the next few years because right. your character is in this multi-movie series. Um, so, I mean... There's it's it's hit or miss on whether it was a good move on his part, but Don Cheadle's doing a pretty good job at the role too. Um, there's always a point of contention on which which one's the better, Rhodey or War Machine. I mean, Terrence Howard didn't really get the chance to be War Machine, um, but but I mean, again, stuff like that happens all the time. Like in the movie Passengers, you have Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. Jennifer Lawrence got paid more than Chris Pratt in that movie, but now Chris Pratt's a way higher paid actor. So, like, if they were to work together again, I'm sure Chris Pratt would get paid more than her. Right. It's just based on you at the time and your name, how much pull does it have, uh, how your credentials, what's your, how many films have you done, um, all sorts of things like that. And then you have contract disputes based on, like, new information, like, with streaming services, Scarlett Johansson had a big thing with Disney Plus, um, like a year ago now, I think, where um, Black Widow, her movie, she signed a contract 
for for getting paid for Black Widow, but the contract had nothing about um, views from streaming services oh, and how she was getting paid for that. Okay. So it was like she's not getting paid anything. Oh no! From those, wow. it was only theater residuals, and so it's just like, of course, there was a big fallback. Like there's a big public like thing between Disney and Scarlett Johansson and a couple other actors like uh, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. He uh, chimed in and was like, "Yeah, like the I also have had problems with contracts with that, and so on and so forth." So. I mean, studios are always going to try to save money. Yes. And actors are always want to get going to want to get paid more. So it's always going to happen. There's always going to be contention. I'm sure it keeps happening in the sports world too, where it's just like they think they deserve more, and of course the team doesn't want to pay that much. Yes. You know? Yeah, uh, a lot in all sports, definitely. So it's common that they'll get traded to a new team, and as soon as they get traded to that team. Now all of a sudden they already have a contract worked out to where they got an extension. So now they're on the team, this new team, for two to three extra years. They're getting you know tens of more millions of dollars. Okay, so stuff. he was able to negotiate more money. Uh, th- I'm thinking of specifically oh. AJ Brown. Uh, that happened in the NFL, and it's happened a couple other times in in both sports. Um, yeah, they do have the salary cap, probably similar to a movie budget. They do have. An amount that they are supposed to stay under. Right. Sometimes that there's ways to manipulate that. You were kind of saying that there's things that both organizations can do uh, in order to, you know, work things into the contracts in order to not pay people out at the end of the day. It may look like some sort of big number, but then guaranteed money and all these other things is different than that big number of right. what, what it could be versus what it actually is going to be. Yeah, and it's, it's not just sports and entertainment, you know. I mean, they're just every uh, everyday people going for jobs at uh, companies that mm-hmm. are paying salary. And, then, yeah. I mean, of course the company is not going to want to tell you right off the bat the maximum they're going to go for. Oh, yeah. That's the point of negotiation. So, um, I mean, people should always feel like they can negotiate. It shouldn't be this negative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, there's some, some hit or miss because some people who try to negotiate are negotiating for things that, like, they don't really have the pull to do. You know? Yeah. What I find interesting is one player that's looking for an extension right now, also in the NFL, is quarterback Lamar Jackson. And all these people we're discussing probably have agents that represent them. He does not. He represents himself. So negotiations (laughs) between him and the team have been between literally himself and the Baltimore Ravens. So I find that interesting. Um, You're talking about somebody trying to get what they think that they deserve and what they, you know, it's also based on what other people are getting. That's how it happens in your world and in my world, you know. This person and this movie is getting this much. I think I deserve this much. Same thing. This person on this team is getting this much. I think I deserve this much. So right. they definitely have other players, other actors, actresses to compare it to, uh, and they use that as part of their, you know, negotiations and whatnot. Yeah, which and, works. And then it also works. their personal accolades. You know, um, if they are, you know, awarded or nominated for some sort of award. Um, you know, in either industry, then that obviously helps their case. And, you know, it's, it's all about just longevity, um, you right. know, being able to get money now. You also would like to 
get money later. Hopefully you can continue to play, continue to act, but you also want to at least secure your funds and finances for what you've already accomplished and then what you think you can still continue to accomplish. For sure. But I mean, so <laughs> there are times where it like really doesn't make sense. I've seen some some tweets or or stories where like some extra on a movie would be like, "Oh, Chris Pratt's getting paid this much per day, and I'm only getting paid this much." It's yeah, like he's the principal role of the movie, and you're in two scenes. So I mean, it's also a lot of like you have to realize your role in whatever project or team you're on perspective yeah that's the thing is while there's no rule as to you can't play this player in this position that much it just goes without saying that some positions make more than the others for the nfl and then in the nba it's just you know your all-stars and your your players that kind of uh, run the show are making more and things like that it, it just like like you said there's just reasonings behind who's making the big bucks and then other people that are in other roles on the teams or in movies and shows that are i mean they're still making good money you know what i mean right it's still a terrific living so right um yeah that's one reason is you know it's for contract negotiations requesting a trade um kevin durant's case was a little different and then sometimes it's always not always players requesting trades sometimes the teams are doing things that they think is best for them so another trade that took place is that patrick beverly got traded to the los angeles lakers and why this is particularly interesting is because his now teammate russell westbrook had some negative comments to say about him uh, Mm. when they were on separate teams but when asked about Patrick Beverly, he pretty much said that he does a lot of running around and, you know, from the fan perspective, it may look like, you know, he's hustling hard and stuff, but it's kind of just all, I guess for show is kind of what he was getting at. Right. Um, and that, you know, that some of the skills you may think he have on defense and his hustle and stuff, it doesn't translate from his perspective as a player. So now... Those two are on the same team after him <laughs> saying negative things about him. So they got to work together. Oh yes, they gosh. have to work together. So is there any people that oh so working so many so many? <laughs> I mean, a lot of it comes from like um, smaller projects, but I mean there are bigger projects where actors would be like, "I never want to work with this person <laughs> ever," and they have to because it's the film industry and it's who who's gonna bring people in to see the movie um but going back to like not not quite smaller projects but like like some programs that we know from our childhood drake and josh did not like each other oh yeah that's right drake bell and josh peck they did not like each other and i remember the big scandal when um josh got married Oh, yeah. And didn't invite Drake Bell. And it was like a big news story. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. And Drake was like, he didn't invite me. And like a bunch of drama. drama. But like, you read into it, and there's so much stuff that's just like, they just did not get along. They didn't like yeah. each other. But like, you watch the show, and they're just that good at acting. Because it's right. just like, that. wow, look at those brothers. They must be such good friends yeah. in real life. Uh, there was also, um, I mean, this is like the... 
every episode I bring her up now, Jeanette McCurdy. Uh, she she didn't get along. guest. No, yeah. She, at this point, basically. She, she didn't get along with Ariana Grande, I don't think, and right. Sam and Kat, and they still worked together and made the show. It's it's just the business, you know? It it's just like when if you worked at, say, Domino's Pizza, <laughs> and you don't like your coworkers, well, too bad. Sometimes you're going to have a shift with them. And yes. You, you can't just... You can't avoid it. Uh, there, there are times where you might have the opportunity to, but you're working in an environment, a professional environment. You just have to get the job done. Yeah. When you leave, you don't have to deal with them anymore. It's not like we're forcing you to socialize with them. We're not forcing you to be best friends outside of filming. But mm-hmm. like, you're going to work with people you don't like, unfortunately. Yeah. I always find it particularly interesting um like you were saying they continue to produce great content movies and shows and same thing with the players this isn't the first time two players that don't like each other or have had uh, negative things to say about one another are on the same team it's happened before but it's always you know really cool interesting to see like when they're on the court they just it's different they you know, work they, well they yeah. put that aside and they yeah they collaborate they're still good at being team members exactly just like with the screen like they work well together because they know at the end of the day there's a product we have to to finish exactly so it's it's good that they can set it aside because there there are plenty of times in real life where i'm like oh my gosh i have to work (laughs) with this person yeah but again it's professional environment just got to get through it yeah just in particularly in the nba just Smaller teams, five people on the court, about 12 people on your team. Obviously, there's coaches and other personnel, but in comparison to NFL, football teams are larger, 50-plus players, all those different coaches for offense, defense, everything else. There's kind of just a lot more outlets, a lot more other people you can speak to and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then NBA is a little more enclosed. Right. So my last bit of news is that... The rookie for the Oklahoma City Thunder, Chet Holgram, who everybody was excited to see play after being, you know, was a star in college. Uh, he unfortunately suffered an injury in a pro-am tournament. He suffered a injury to his Liz Frank, so he is going to be out this season indefinitely. That is a injury to your upper region of your foot, um, and then potentially even into the season after that. Um, uh, you know your your feet, your legs uh, are obviously you, you know your knees. Any anything of that sort is really going to set you back. Uh, specifically, Clay Thompson, who suffered a knee injury, and then there was also some setbacks. He was out for was basically almost two seasons. Um, so this is significant. This was going to be a big impact on the Oklahoma City Thunder's team. Um, they've been having a lot of draft picks. You know, in the higher, you know, one through ten range, just based on them always kind of being in the bottom half of the league performance-wise. So this is a low blow. Um, it's unfortunate because it was not while practicing or playing with specifically the NBA team that he's a part of. So can you think of anything like something that happens outside of filming that now is? Um, like an injury outside of yeah, filming? Yeah, yes. Um, I mean, yeah. Actors leave 
lives outside of filming, there there are times where they'll get into car crashes and have to like be in the hospital for a couple weeks, or yeah. maybe they get a DUI and they're mm-hmm. out for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, this one isn't outside of filming, but um, mo- one of the biggest yeah. stories most recently is you know Better Call Saul, the uh, Breaking Bad spinoff. I know of it. Yeah. Yeah. So Bob Odenkirk, the the lead who plays Saul. There is a an episode in in the last season that they just filmed. He had a heart attack while oh, filming, geez. and his heart stopped beating for like eighteen minutes. Wow! Um, and I mean, luckily he had CPR and stuff, but they had to stop filming for like five weeks while he recovered. So it happens. It's it's while safety is like one of the biggest priorities on film sets and all that. There are times where people get hurt doing stunts. They'll they'll hurt their arm or their leg, jumping off a a building or something. You know, yeah, just for the film and um, recovery time. They they just take their break and then come back. Other times it delays the movie quite a bit. So, um, yeah, I mean that's why we hire safety people and uh, intimacy choreographers and. Um, uh, stunt coordinators, stuntmen, all that. So that it it's done as safe as possible. But even mm-hmm. with that, there's always a, a, a margin of risk. So yeah, this happened while playing. So I guess sort of my question is: is it happened while playing, but it was outside of the NBA? Is there any time? And this is very unfortunate for these people in these situations. But has there ever been a time where they decided to just recast somebody due to uh, longer injury sustained like maybe they are going to be on crutches for a sustained period of time and they want to continue filming because the thing about sports is it's going to continue it's not going to pause yeah they the can't just stop the game and exactly push it on um i guess filming is just a little more flexible with that i can't mm. think of any specific examples off the top of my head for like a movie that just completely recasts someone because of that that would I'm be sure really there unfortunate is one. so yeah i'm sure there is one I know that there's been a couple where, like, an actor will test positive for COVID okay. and, like, miss their shooting and stuff in the past. So there was, like, this um, this one. So there's this movie coming out um, in Breaking two months. News. It's in November. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows about it. <laughs> it's it's the Weird Al movie. And okay. it's, like, a, a parody of biopics. Okay. And it's something that Funnier Die has been talking about for, like, years. They made, like, a little clip um they they made a little clip like years ago just like a parody biopic where like weird al instead of being this funny guy he's actually an alcoholic and a really bad person and stuff and so they finally decided to um they they finally decided to to make the film and daniel radcliffe is playing the the lead role but in in the original uh video it was a different actor um, and I, I don't remember who it was. Um, oh, Aaron Paul, okay. Aaron Paul. He, he was it in this, in the original sketch and he, he was supposed to come in and make like a cameo in the movie. Uh, but he had like, he tested positive for COVID literally like the day before he was supposed to go in. And, uh, of course with the, the COVID rules, he, he couldn't go. And, and they were like, well, we're like. On a, on a tight filming schedule, the movie's got to come out at this time, so I guess we're just going to have to cut the cameo, which sucks. But, you know, he, um, 
Aaron Paul did a great job in the in the video, and Aaron Paul's a good actor, so he, it's not like he's not going to get other roles and other opportunities. Right. It sucks that they can't make that little callback, but everyone will understand it since the whole movie's based on that sketch anyway. So, yeah, all right, good example. And then one last, just quick headline, if I may, no. is <laughs> my time has been yeah, my time's <laughs> up. Your time's up. Uh, yeah, just quick is that. Thursday, so a day after this is being released, is going to be the first regular season game of the NFL. Nice. Preseason is over, so it is going to be the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Going to be a great matchup. Two teams that made it, well, the Rams won the Super Bowl, and then the Buffalo Bills were deep into the playoffs. Some say they could have potentially made the Super Bowl, but... Two, you know, high-caliber teams should be a great game to get things kicked off. Yeah, for the and first. NFL, Thursday night football, fantasy football, just get everything underway. I'm super excited. Awesome. Super exciting for you. I'm happy for you, man. Can't <laughs> wait you. to hear about it. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely be discussing it, that's for sure. <laughs> um, news uh, for the film and TV industry it was a pretty slow news week, and I didn't want to just talk about Warner Brothers Discovery cuts and stuff again. Good me. Um, but I do have a <laughs> Warner Brothers Discovery news bit to say. Gotcha. But it's not to do with cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Marvel Universe has someone leading like the vision, and that's Kevin Feige, or Feige, sorry. Um, he... He leads, like, he's, he's executive producer of all the films. He makes sure that all of them kind of fit properly in this vision, in this universe, that they all flow well. So that there's no, like, outlying movie that's like, what is this? How does that fit into any of it? Uh, so Warner Brothers Discovery is trying to take the same approach with DC, which has not really been done before. Uh, it's, it's been kind of a jumbled mess. They tried to do it with Justice League, but it just did not work. You had multiple different uh, versions of, I mean, Joss Whedon's version and um, then Zach, Zach Snyder. That there were two different versions of that movie, so it's just like a lot of contention and a lot of um, a lot of different visions of how it should go or how it should come together. Mm-hmm. Well, now they've hired. They're, well, they're looking at hiring someone to oversee the DC production, to make sure all those movies start to flow well so that they can have something competing against Marvel that is actually going to be a lasting thing. Because every time they try to do this, it falls through. So the person that they're hired, uh, his his name is uh, Dan Lin. And he... He's like a newer face. He, he's a producer. He's produced films uh, like the, the Lego movies. All the Lego movies. Okay. So like... He's got great... Lego movies. movie, Lego Batman, <laughs> Lego Ninjago, all that. He, he was the producer for those films. He's also producer for um, the most recent live-action Aladdin movie. Uh, he's the producer for... How was um, that, by the way, real quick? Did you see it? Or? I saw it. It... <laughs> I, I wasn't a big fan, but I mean mostly because uh, I just don't think that anyone can do Genie justice after Robin Williams. So, yeah. I mean, Will Smith brought his own spin to it. I just don't think it was anywhere near as good as what uh, Robin Williams did. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> it was an okay movie. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of the live action uh, Disney movies. I think 
there's like for some reason this big push to do only cgi only 3d only like in live action movies and that animation like is out but people like animation yeah like look at anime it's a thriving industry yes and it's all like cartoon based or or Mm -hmm. animated and people love it people love demon slayer is one of the the biggest animes right now and it's making so much money but for some reason, studios are just like, yep, we got to do a live-action remake of uh, The Lion King now. Yeah. <laughs> or Lilo and Stitch, which is coming out. Speaking of Lilo and Stitch, uh, Dan Lin is going to be producer of that as well. So go. See? he's, he's got, got a lot of, of pretty big ones under, under his belt. So I'm interested to see what he brings to the table. Um, all, of course, all the Lego movies have flowed really well. Like as with him as the producer of all of those, they they kind of fit together and they have like the same feel to them, and they're all very funny. Yeah. So I I think he can do, and I'm not saying DC should go funny route because <laughs> I, I like that they they kind of stay dark and gritty. Uh-huh. But he he has a history of being able to come up with a a universe that makes sense. Cohesiveness. Yeah, a cohesive universe. So hopefully he can bring that to the table here with dc we'll see mm-hmm. if if he ends up being brought on uh one other quick headline is um no. what you want me to ask you I'm just joking. you got any coaches that that can bring in cohesiveness to a team or something oh all the time i mean i think so many people are talking about uh dan campbell which technically uh you know people are watching hbo they're watching hard knocks yeah. um so that's like an in-depth look at the detroit lions and um yeah no we don't have to actually dive into this but uh that, <laughs> i've just been seeing things on twitter and whatnot some clips and stuff i mean you, as a coach you got to get your players to buy into you that that can be easier said than done but i mean he just has such a passion for the game such a passion for the team and his players to where uh he does have a vision yeah let's just say that you know he's got a group of people that while they might not be "Quote unquote," the most talented in the league. Um, they're gonna they're gonna work as hard as possible. But going off of what you said, I think they're doing great forward thinking, you know, and great outside the box thinking. You know, they're not getting somebody that's necessarily done exactly what he's going to be doing, but they they see a vision. Be like, this is what you've done. We think this is what you can do. So yeah, you got to believe in people. You know, you got to trust in people. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just got to take the chance and mm-hmm. see what happens. If it doesn't work, then you know, oh well, you're gonna face the backlash for that, especially in these industries. But um, if you don't take the chance, you're you're never gonna know, and and you might not get the big success that you're trying to get. So I definitely see how it could work in the sports world, for sure. Oh yeah, had a example just right off the top yeah sorry <laughs> didn't mean to cut you off since you no. let me talk so much no 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 but yeah your headline <laughs> uh only other headline i have is um the knives out sequel so have you seen knives out it's a just fantastic a like was murder it? mystery was it good oh yeah it's it's a really good movie they're like all in the, trapped in the same house kind of thing well they're they're all in the house uh, they're all there because a relative of theirs passed away. Um, and they there's like things with the inheritance and who's supposed to get it. Well, he left it with 
um, his his nurse, okay. basically. And so the whole family's mad at her, and they're like, oh, she killed him so she could get the inheritance. And so it just turns into this big murder mystery, but it had a lot of big-name actors in it. Um, Daniel Craig, who played the detective in the movie, uh, Benoit Blanc, um, or Benoit Blanc, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a French thing, I think. Um, and he has, like, this really good accent for the role. He played it so well. Um, but he, he was... Daniel Craig's a good actor. You know him from James Bond. He's played that a lot. But it, it was interesting to see him in this role because it's just like he, he gave his all to this role. And yeah. it's like, it's not like James Bond where he's just this uh, super cool guy, super cool spy. He, he's a detective and, yeah. and he's a really smart detective. Um, but he's got this southern drawl. <laughs> it's, 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 I don't know. It's just a really good role for him. Well... They had already said that they were going to do a sequel. Um, and Netflix purchased the rights to the sequel. Okay. Which kind of sucks because now we're not going to see like a big theater release of it. Because we know that that would be successful. The movie itself took in like over $200 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. And we, we know that if that movie were to be in theaters, the, the second one, it would also make... Just as much, if not more money, because of how popular it was. Like, I personally saw the movie, like, three times in theaters, at least, I oh, think. wow. It was good. That's great. While I still knew the twists and turns, I just, I really enjoyed the performances in the movie. Yeah. Well, the sequel has a release date, and it is December 23rd, which is after it premieres at the Toronto International Film Festival next month. Um, and I'm super excited to see it. It's called Glass Onion. It's like, so basically, the only recurring character from the first film is Daniel Craig, the detective. It's kind of like Sherlock Holmes, where it's like different stories each time, uh, but it's the same detective. They're always involved. Exactly. <laughs> these, like, he's yeah. he's the detective for each of these stories, but it's a new cast of characters. And it's got, like, a, a star-studded cast. I yeah, mean, again. Cool. yeah, you've got Dave Bautista, Edward Norton, um... Catherine Hahn, like all sorts of pretty big actors. And of course, Ryan Johnson is directing it again, uh, who wrote and directed the first one and also wrote and directed that Star Wars movie that no one likes. <laughs> and so like it, it's it's set to be pretty pretty successful, I think, which is good for Netflix since they're, they're struggling right now yeah. with a lot of people leaving the platform and everything. Uh, so I'm hoping it brings them some success because I, I kind of like Netflix. Um, I don't like that I have to have multiple streaming services to watch yeah. all this stuff, but I, I hope the movie does well just because I really like the series and I think it has a lot of potential. We'll have to talk about this further after doing more research, but I think there's a lot to be said about the platforms that what I watch and what you watch are on right now because, yeah, I mean, it became popular with covid um and but it's still popular now i would say is like straight to netflix films right you know what i mean and then there's just shift in where broadcasts are um on for sports and whatnot amazon's becoming a huge player uh in that broadcasting game and we'll we'll have to do some research kind of where things used to be released and where they're kind of being released now I, i think there's Definitely a shift that's taking place, you know, right mm-hmm. in front of us. Hey, folks, we're back. Uh, I just noticed it was recording off of the uh, MacBook 
microphone instead of my actually good microphone. So sorry if there's a, a difference in quality for the first half of this episode. Uh, we will make sure that doesn't happen again. Please don't hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciate everybody's patience through that. Yeah, you know. We'll work to edit the volume so it's not too off. But uh, we're back now with the, the proper setup for our segment. Yes. The poster post-game analysis. Devin, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that to remind us, as the listeners and me, yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, so I'm basically just going to have scores and stats. They are based on a real game. I can get into that later, but Wes is going to fill in the blanks with fictional teams and fictional characters oh yeah instead of the teams that actually played in the mlb and instead of the players that were on these teams and in these games so it's based off of something that really took place but um what west is going to be chiming in with that is not the reality but in terms of what we're discussing it is the reality it's our poster post-game analysis yeah (laughs) so um, this game took place on Saturday. It was the winning team scored 10 runs and the losing team scored 5 runs. Could you just remind me? Yeah, who were the two teams that played? I, I totally forgot they were playing. Um, <laughs> of course, Evil, the Every Villain is Lemons, oh, yeah. was playing against the League of Super Evil. So they, they were oh, pretty yeah. upset because they, they got similar names and stuff. Yes, so that's why they're playing rivals. against each other. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But I, I'm I'm really happy for Evil that they they pulled ahead. Every villain is Lemons. <laughs> is is probably the better of the two names if if I'm playing favorites here. All right. And that's who that's who came out on top. Oh that's yeah. The team with the better name. Oh yeah. Makes sense to me. As it should be, <laughs> of course. So you know, you never know how it's gonna play out until the very end, especially with nine innings in baseball. So Right. The team that lost is again the oh yeah League of Super Evil yeah the League of Super Evil so they, they started off with the batter that hit a three run home run right off the bat in the first inning yeah um, it was looking good yeah for who, a little bit there yeah who was that oh that was uh, Walter White Walter White <laughs> Walter White came through like right yeah. at the beginning he was he was doing well but Dinger yeah just like in in in, in his real life he he kind of fell off. Towards the end, there. so um, he really needed uh, to watch himself. But he started off strong, which was good for him. Yes, and then a, a three-run home run um, being you know thrown by the pitcher. So the pitcher on the team that eventually won. Um, you know that's frustrating, and it's kind of making you think like, how is is this how this game's gonna go? Am I you know well, just gonna I, keep letting run right, after run? Right. So who was that well, pitcher well, again? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that those mistakes were made. I mean, when you have Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> as your your pitcher, and they're all standing on on each other's shoulders, oh, okay. they have yeah. to get their balance, and they have to make sure the proper person is on top. So they started out first with Theodore, and Theodore yeah. doesn't have a good arm, right? So they swapped to Simon, and Simon, you know, he's a little bit better than Theodore when it comes to throwing, but like he also was not too great. So. Finally, when they brought him back out after those three hits, Alvin was on top, and Alvin's got a better arm. He's just got better accuracy, so it just made more sense. So, 
kind of made made some adjustments after that kind of shook it off and was like reset. Right. Yeah, you kind of kind of yeah changed their order mm-hmm. and really just made sure that they were as strong as they could be mm-hmm. as a unit. Yeah, so they noticed they they're critical of themselves, but then they refreshed and then they were able to you know continue performing and have right. a better performance. We'll we'll get more to that later about just how that pitching unit did. Um, but then evil they they came out swinging in the second inning so two players ended the game with um multiple rbis so runs batted in uh, who are these two batters on the the winning side oh on uh, every villain is lemons yeah well first you have mr Krabs. <laughs> his big meaty claws on the bat yeah bam just right out of the park every time usually if, he, <laughs> if he's on on his good game so of course, he's going to do great as the batter in the game. So that was no surprise there. Um, a, a bit of a, a surprise there was their their second batter, Paul Blart. Uh, <laughs> you know, usually he's he's better with like playing more defense, like yeah. you know, making sure people don't get past him. <laughs> but he they swapped him out as a batter this time, and yeah. honestly, I'm impressed with his work. I, I was not expecting him to do this well. It was one of those instances where maybe. He surprised himself. Yeah, he, oh, he definitely <laughs> did. Did you see his face? That mustache was sweating. <laughs> yeah, he he as a character that he's he's surprised with what he's able to pull off. But he's got to yeah. at least try, you know. Yeah, he, he was able to do it. He probably had his sugar that day, which uh, is good. <laughs> you got to applaud the effort. So yeah, I mean, they answer in, not in the first inning, but in the second inning with five runs. Very impressive. So. Throughout, there was a player that stole multiple bases. This young up-and-comer on Evil. Um, who who was that again? He has so much experience outside of the game, like outside of baseball, stealing things. Uh, so Ben <laughs> Chang from Community, of okay. course. Um, ben Chang, he he was just ready to go. He was like, "I'm taking this. I'm taking that. I'm taking this." <laughs> I'm pretty sure he he walked out with five different wallets, too. So Uh, I'm very surprised uh, that they didn't catch him there. But he was doing really well with stealing all those runs, yeah. I also saw him doing the classic, like, he steals the, you know, he steals second base, and then he also takes the base out of the ground. Yeah. You know, the the platform that you step on top of. He not only, you know, steals the base in terms of the rules of baseball, but he is also literally physically stealing the actual base right himself. and he confused yeah. the other team at times <laughs> he was pretending that he was on their team and they believed oh. him he was just so good at convincing them yeah i mean you got to be you got to be speedy you got to be sneaky you're you're um tricking both the pitcher and the catcher um when stealing a base and then obviously just other things involved your physical traits getting you there so yeah that, right. that was impressive right um so yeah, just a shaky day for the losing sides uh, pitcher. Who who was the pitcher? So it's not on the lose. Yeah, yeah on the it lose, wasn't Elvin. Elvin. No, it was it's, not those. It's the yeah. other one. Well, the other pitcher, he's just you know he's not coordinated enough yet. He's he's not at that age. So Tommy Pickles is just <laughs> him as your pitcher. He's just not gonna throw it as far. Yeah, I don't know why they put him in as pitcher for this game. I know they're trying to get like a new one to to get ready so they have someone on deck, but Tommy was just not the best choice. He he's good with a screwdriver, but not throwing a screwdriver. You know, right? Yeah, I understand. So 
just problems all around. So not only with him, but later on. So the second inning, they gave up five runs, as we discussed. In the fourth inning, they gave up a run. Then, you know, you bring in your, your closing pitcher. So in the eighth, they gave up one run. And in the ninth, they gave up three. You know, so you gave up 10 runs total in the game. Right. So who were some of the, you know, who were the closing pitchers involved as well? I'm trying to remember who they were yeah, because how, they, how they might there? need to address that. It, it, yeah. uh, I'm, one, I'm trying to remember exactly how Just tell me who pitched in. in the... Oh, it was... I mean, they just kept bringing in pitcher they after pitcher after pitcher. They just kept swapping them out. Uh, right, but who, right. who was in the ninth inning? Who was the closer that gave up those those three runs? The closer who yeah. gave up the runs? Yeah, the, the three that kind of really... I mean, it was kind of the icing on the cake that, you, you know... Well, it was already kind of out of hand, but, I mean... Double digits in baseball is well. I mean, they were getting desperate. Is Mm -hmm. is basically it? They were like, "Tommy, you're out. Like, we gotta, we gotta swap you. Mm -hmm. Gotta try something else." And while this guy's resourceful, usually it's only when he's fighting crime, and even then, it's usually an accident. He's very clumsy. Darkwing Duck is just not the best person (laughs) to bring in for pitcher. I don't. Again, they're just they need to get a better hold on who can actually throw the ball accurately. They have all these clumsy people. Like, Tommy Pickles, he literally has, like, two left feet. They curve in on each other. <laughs> Darkwing Duck, like, he falls over after every single throw. It's it's not going to work. No. And they need to really reevaluate their team here, their choices. I would say, yeah, this team, they've lost eight out of the last ten games. Yeah. So, like I said, they League came... super evil. Mm-hmm. They might have to take the super out of their name. <laughs> so just just league of evil league of evil point. there's nothing super versus about them. evil so that's that's how i'll address them yeah <laughs> um so yeah they were you know they were coming out hot they were coming out swinging three runs like i said um but elvin and the chipmunks like as we discussed earlier they got it together the whites are phew, the uh, <laughs> losing team did not score again <laughs> okay they did score again, yeah. They, I mean, until the uh, eighth inning, yes. Yeah, so like I the, said, they yeah. they swapped their positions and they they just started performing better overall. All they needed was Alvin on the top. Like mm-hmm. I know Alvin's always the the star of the show, but like you gotta realize your strengths, and that's his yeah. strength is being on top. So just place him up there. You're gonna have a better time. Yeah, so just one last thing, the League of Evil, as we're addressing them as now. Yeah. Um, just had one player that did not perform well. Like I said, there's just a lot of innings without, some without hits, some, you know, most without runs. Um, so just being interviewed after the game, as they typically do, addressing the media, and just kind of saying they all need to take a look in the mirror. They still have trust in their management and trusting each other but they kind of all on an individual level need to address what they think they can do better who's who was the player that was being interviewed again he's a star of the team you know yeah he's a star of the team it's funny because he looks a lot like (laughs) one of the other players on the team the the i mean walter white who Uh, who hit those first three runs at the beginning or whatever Mm -hmm. he was doing real well yes so of course the pressure is going to come on his doppelganger hal From Malcolm in the middle. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> he he just, you know, he, he doesn't have the same stash. He doesn't have the same shiny head. It's just not gonna work for him. Right. So he he needs to reflect 
He needs to figure out. He's got to stop with this, like, midlife crisis that he's got going <laughs> on constantly. He needs to get his stuff together, get his act together, so that he can play for the team and earn them their super back. Yeah. Well, there's also one last player that I say they kind of all look alike, so that's one of the players that had a hit in the eighth inning where they did score a little bit of runs to kind of just make get, it look a little yeah, bit better, a little but bit closer. the the dentist from uh, Seinfeld, I would say oh. those three kind of all look alike. It's, they, it's they sort do. of strange. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I think, honestly, it's, it's, it's quite funny how they accept people into that team because <laughs> in the past we've seen so many more people who look like him. Um, and and they they all look the same, but they got to rotate it out to to avoid confusion. You know, the fans are always saying the wrong names when they're referring to the uh, the, the 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 play the playback and all that. So, it, you know, they, they'll they'll get their stuff together. Honestly, I think Hal might need to just step back. I think he needs to take some time off mm-hmm. and let the rest of the team handle what's going on. Yeah, the season, it is a grind, so they are in the midst of a losing streak, so to speak. Uh, Evil is kind of, you know, getting some wins together, and maybe, you know, things keep continuing to go that way. They could maybe sneak into the playoffs. I hope so. I would love to see Evil in the playoffs, because we have not yet really seen um, John Locke play. And I know, you know, he's not on the island, so he's still kind of in his wheelchair, but I still think he can pull off some great, great rounds of the bases. He's got that dexterity. He'll make it. Yeah, it'll be exciting, you know, for the months to come for baseball. So, yeah, thanks thanks for that reminder. I was totally blanking on who yeah, it was. I just I, I saw the scores and kind of who I was doing you. what. But. I got it. I... I <laughs> I'm here to support you. And, you know, I know your memory's going. <laughs> I Don't just, worry. I know. I know these things. Yeah. I'm just more of the analyst. You're more of the play-by-play. You do a right. lot more research on who's playing, when they're playing. I do the most. I'm probably the <laughs> most prepared for this show every <laughs> week. <laughs> All right. Let's see if your preparation is uh, on point. So, oh, first we need to address... What next month's theme is going to be? Isn't that right? That's Before right. Before we do so, get into that, one was last it segment. for the poster post game analysis. Um, again, it's a Mad Lib style of a game that happened yeah. recently in, and it could be any sport. Uh, just kind of going off the top of our heads of of who who could we throw into the situation? Yeah. So, so it was the Chicago White Sox that lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks. I almost let the White right. Sox slip out in slipped the middle there. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know who's <laughs> playing the game. <laughs> so yeah, again, was a real game that took place Saturday night. Um, we just had some tweaks. Yeah, not yeah, make. just a little bit of tweaks. <laughs> um, so yeah, let us know what you think of that. I I enjoyed. It. I thought that I, was kind of. Fun. I had a lot of fun with that. So um, so yeah, our next month's theme when we're starting right back up with our first segment, the uh, fantasy fantasy draft. Right, is our first yes, fantasy of the month. fantasy sports. Yes, yeah, fantasy fantasy sports. Yep. Uh, we are starting with our theme of back to school because oh, it's yeah. September, so yep. we are back at school. Yes. We are learning stuff, mm-hmm. and so we're going to be drafting teachers from uh, TV and film 
for our teams, which we are playing. Which sport, Devin? We're going to be doing fantasy golf. So something that I've heard a lot about. I'm trying to get more familiar um, with the format and everything. Exactly. I'm familiar with the game of golf in terms of watching it, playing, you know, that's just such a unique skill set that takes a lot of practice. But I have watched a decent amount. I'm starting to keep up with players and the tournaments and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. But we're going to be doing it with these fictional characters. So Breaking of, new ground. <laughs> I'll, of course, be bringing in all the rules of the game, how they score, how the lineups are going to look. And then Wesley has, I would say, a slight advantage a bigger pool of players to draft from. We will be doing, you know, a draft yet again, and you know, doing it in the form of a lineup. And we'll post it to the socials for you to vote on. So make sure you tune in next week to listen to our uh, reasoning and the characters we choose for our drafts. Yes, thanks for all that participated last time. Uh, we're counting on you. And Even though you're t- wrong, <laughs> we're counting on you to you know vote accordingly again, and then. You know, tell a friend as well. Yeah. Tell a friend to vote. Share it around. Ask yes. them. Ask them what they think. Maybe, maybe it'll cause y'all to have your own little discussion of who would be the best fantasy fantasy sports team. Exactly. Just don't start your own rival podcast or anything. You don't yeah. go too crazy now. But. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> Slow down. We know you're excited. Don't but. push that buy button on Amazon. Just you know, <laughs> close the app. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, and then. We are going to be also doing Two Truths and One Lie, and we are going to wrap up this month as we've been discussing, so we will now know who was the winner of this month. <laughs> I so think we already know. We do. <laughs> There's as, no way that I'm going to come back. It currently stands that I'm 2-1, and one and you are 0-3, oh so me being two wins ahead and us only having one more competition... Um, even if I lose and you win, I'm still ahead by one. But uh, <laughs> we will be keeping track on a monthly basis with the themes. Even though these don't go with the themes, it's just um, something that we can constantly keep up with. So we can constantly have winners and losers uh, every couple of weeks. We right. think that'll be exciting for the listeners. And we will be How posting fun. about that as well. Um, so maybe there's some sort of trophy or some sort of a war that you and I can continue to pass back and forth and then maybe it's something that we could easily split in half because there is a chance that you and I could tie. Yeah, we There's could all, tie, we could tie. Maybe we could always have some sort of uh, tiebreaker, uh, but we can cross that bridge <laughs> when we an, get there. another time, yes. Well, yeah. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll go. Okay. Um, we were just discussing golf, so it is the BMW uh, Championship taking place this weekend. Oh, uh, <laughs> many, many golfers uh, this past weekend. Yeah, so many, many golfers, they get eliminated as the weekend goes on. Uh, I'm going to name two that are actually in it, and then one kind of conglomerate of some names that, you know, people that are in it, but this conglomerate of names is not really a person that's participating, so... I'll do my best. (laughs) First, we have Scotty Scheffler. Second, we have Max Fitzgerald. And third, we have Justin Thomas. So who is not really participating in this Hmm. tournament? I'm going to say Justin Thomas is too normal of a name compared to the other three. Uh, So I'm going to say Justin Thomas is your lie. 
I wish that it was I for your this sake. <laughs> I hate this bit. I know. It's bad. I, I always lose. Uh, I had a huge pool to choose from, and that's kind of the route I was taking. Was like, yeah, this I think will blend in well. Um, so there is a golfer, Max Homa, and then there is. I'm so sorry, folks. Let me pull this up. There is uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. So I kind of did a conglomerate of those two names. Uh, changed um, Fitzpatrick to Fitzgerald. Oh, my goodness. Uh, did Max for Max Homa instead of Matt for Matt Fitzpatrick. So blended those two together. And kind of like you said, it, it's those are two people's either forced or last name or kind of tweaked a little bit. So it blended in. I've done it yet again. I've stumped you. <laughs> Um, so now what? 0-4 for the month. Four. But hey, there's always next month. You know? Oh my gosh. So let, let's see what you got for me. All right. So I'm I'm going a different route from... I know we usually kind of go around the same thing here, but yeah. um, I'm kind of basing it off of voice actors this time. So it's a okay. little bit more difficult. Um, but we're looking at, of these three voice actors, which one has not played the Joker? Mm, the iconic so the, DC villain for the cartoon, um, the comic book type could um, be any piece of media that the Joker is voice acted. Gotcha. So we've got Troy Baker, okay. Mark Hamill, or Nolan North. Hmm. And again, this is something. I mean, I should know this stuff, but really, I think the only Batman I've seen is um was it dark knight rises like the most popular <laughs> one heath ledger uh yes yeah i believe that's the only one i've seen um yep we're just looking at voices yes so. yeah i understand Again, um troy baker mark hamill nor nolan north see and i always trick myself mark hamill sounds familiar so I'm ruling that out i'm just gonna go with i'm just gonna take a shot in the dark and say nolan north i don't know um kind of sounds I mean, really, it probably is a real name, maybe. Maybe they didn't do that, but I don't know. That kind of could be a fake name, if you ask me. I'm pretty sure you're cheating, man, because you keep getting all these right. Nolan North has not played the Joker. Troy Baker played the Joker in uh, Arkham Origins, Okay. Oh, are you also doing video games, too? Yeah, video games, too. So Troy Baker is a uh, big-name video game voice actor. So is Nolan North. Nolan North is is famous for uh, like the Uncharted series, okay, on PlayStation. I don't know if you've ever and played that. Now but he movie plays too, right? Role. Yeah, and he's yeah. he's also played on a lot of other um, uh, other games. He's played characters. He does do uh, DC and Batman character voice. He he voices the Penguin. Oh, gotcha. and some of the Joker henchmen and stuff. But like, he's never played the Joker. Mark Hamill. Is probably the most notable voice actor as the Joker. He does most of the cartoon Jokers. Gotcha. Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. Oh. That's why you know the name. There we go. But, you know, you chose a name. I didn't think it was potentially a real person. It was. They yep. just did not do they this just specific not, role. Yep, so. They have not voiced the Joker. So you are what? That three is now 3-1 versus 0-4. Oh, my gosh. So it's kind of similar to Evil playing. Um, the <laughs> that was a close one. That was close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think about it, we're going up to 4. So 
it can be easy to catch up. Let's just say I get two off the bat, and then I lose the next two, and you lose the first two, but then get two on the back end. We and could we tie. tie. You know yeah. what I mean? That's so true. I think the going up to four, and I guess maybe some months we'll go up to five. But that's the you know that's the way to do it. I don't want right. to pull. I don't want to pull too far away from you or. You know, you you could go on a streak, and then I don't want you pulling too far away from me. So I'll let's win eventually. Oh yeah, just you wait. The fans are counting on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, that was all of our segment and news for the day. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, I guess we'll see you next month for our brand new theme, back to school. Um, again, we are drafting teachers next week, so be sure to tune in and uh, listen to that. Um, until then, you can find me, Wes, on Twitter at WSkimMilk, or you could uh, go to WSkimMilk.com to listen to this podcast and my others. Devin, where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter as well, Devin Lang, 32, D-E-V-I-N-L-A-N-G-E. My articles, there's four or five out now depending upon when you're listening to this are they're all pinned with the most recent and then you can backtrack they're pinned to my profile and then i also have the new league that i'm associated with in my bio so i'm just gonna plug that real quick as well so i'm participating in yard of war so the goal here is to have representation for your state or your team so i'm very excited to announce that i am managing the chicago claw so a little (laughs) wordplay on chicago bears chicago cubs despite me being a white Sox fan but those are you know very historic in chicago so the goal here the vision is that you know me as an individual player people might not want to keep up with me but if there's a professional fantasy football team in the Chicago area that maybe people in Chicago and Illinois will want to pay attention. And then I'm also going to be playing teams from Kansas City, uh, let's see, Indiana, um, see the other uh, Miami. So there's other states um, that we're going to be going head to head. So it's, you know, reminiscent of professional sports. You have your Chicago team going against your other teams from representing other states or other cities so i'm excited for this startup for this league for this project um so i'll be doing that on a separate account but also be retweeting on my main account so all fans of nfl and fantasy football i I think that you would enjoy it good luck on that (laughs) and don't forget to also like us on facebook the lang and skim of it pod or l and s pod we're also on Twitter, LNS Pod. Uh, be sure to follow us there so that you get your updates when the episodes drop and when we send out our draft pictures or anything else having to do with the episodes of the podcast. Thanks, folks. See you next week. The Lang and Skim of It podcast is available on all of your favorite podcasting providers Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at L&S Pod for updates. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.